The Children Trap The Biblical Blueprint for Education This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit garynorth.com forward slash freebooks to download this book. Chapter 2 God-Centered Education Quote Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. End quote. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. Quote, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. End quote. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Some believers call themselves, quote, New Testament Christians. The implication is that the Old Testament is not relevant to our day. Fortunately, this belief is beginning to fade. I have quoted above from both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Both Testaments teach that parents have the responsibility to educate their children. This is the point I want to make. I want to show how this makes a tremendous difference in the classroom. It is a serious error to say that the Old Testament is not applicable to our day. When Jesus said of his father, quote, Your word is truth, end quote. John chapter 17, verse 17, he was referring specifically to the Old Testament. When Paul wrote to Timothy, quote, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, end quote. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Bear in mind that some of the New Testament was not yet written. When the Berean Christians, quote, searched the scriptures daily, end quote, to check up on the preaching of Paul and Silas, Acts chapter 17, verse 11, it was the Old Testament that they were searching. The passage quoted above from Deuteronomy 6 is the most important one in the Bible in establishing the principles of Christian education. Jews call it the Shema, taken from the Hebrew word for hear, with which the passage begins. Each Israelite was familiar with this passage. The two most basic principles of education are taught in these verses. All the books on education ever written in the history of the world are not worth what we learn from these four verses. All the lectures on education ever given in the most esteemed universities of the world cannot equal the wisdom they contain. The two principles are 1. Education is to be God-centred. 2. Education is a parental responsibility. The thesis of this book depends on the truth of both principles. 1. The absolute sovereignty of God and 2. God's delegated sovereignty to parents. The first principle is assumed throughout the book. I cover the first principle of education here. I cover the second in chapter 3. Who is the God of the public schools? The government schools are not God-centred. If you are a teacher in the government schools and you mention the name of God, unless you are cursing, you will find yourself in a heap of trouble. A Christian who taught in the Maryland public schools told me that he was ordered to get a Bible off his desk and not to bring it back to school. The only God permitted in the government schools is man. 
the state is also looked upon as God. The true and living God has no place in the public schools, either by design or by federal law. Kids aren't allowed to pray in the government schools. Oh yes, I know, they can say a silent prayer. Even the Soviets haven't figured out how to keep people from praying silently. Prayer Several years ago, W.T. Woodson High School, located at Fairfax County, Virginia, not far from Washington, D.C., had a plaque on the wall of the student cafeteria. It contained a prayer that students could voluntarily and silently pray before lunch. It was one of these generally worded prayers that did not mention Christ by name. Nothing so offensive as that. Nevertheless, the plaque put there by the students had to be removed by edict from the powers that be. The reason given was that the plaque was hanging on the wall and the wall belongs to the government. The government still has military chaplains. The US Senate still has a chaplain who prays brief, bland prayers before the sessions open. The House of Representatives has a meditation room. One member told me there was no way the Supreme Court would take it away. The kids can't pray though. Why not? Because these are their formative years. The secular humanists who control the government do not want the children praying to God when they are growing up. They might take God seriously. Does this sound like the Soviet system where children are not allowed by the government to attend Sunday school when they are growing up? Yes, Virginia, it does. God is excluded. Is the education prescribed in the government schools God-centred? Hardly. Far from being in the centre, God is not to be found even on the periphery. You couldn't find him in the janitor's closet, let alone in the principal's office or in some classroom. Yes, I know God is everywhere. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But God isn't honoured there. He isn't worshipped there. The government school teachers aren't assisting the parents in bringing up their children, quote, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, end quote. The government schools are feeding the children the husks of humanism. The real food is down the street at the Christian school. What's on the menu? The public schools in our area publish the school lunch menu in the local newspapers. It's nice to know your kids are getting hot dogs at noon, so they don't get hot dogs again at the evening meal. It's a nice gesture for working moms. Public schools aren't all bad. What about the classroom menu? What's being served up there? You can be sure they aren't serving the same educational menu that you give your kids at home, if you have any time left for the kids after a busy day at the office. It won't be the same menu the pastor and Sunday school teacher provide on the Lord's Day either. This is the food you really ought to be concerned about. Who really cares if the kid gets chicken at school and again at home? Your chicken is better than that cafeteria stuff anyway. What the school is dumping on the plates at noon is not what education is all about. What are they dumping into your child's mind? I can tell you, it is garbage. It is humanistic garbage and it is harmful to your child's spiritual health, his mental health and his physical health. Humanist lies. Quote, the fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Jesus said, quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life, end quote, John chapter 14, verse 6. The only truth is God's truth. If we do not worship Jesus, then we cannot attain unto truth. If we do not fear the Lord, we will not find wisdom. Jesus said that the devil is a father of lies. Humanists deny Christ. Here are some of the lies commonly taught in the public schools of America. Lie number one. God is irrelevant. This is the big lie. The big lie of humanism is that God is irrelevant. That is, God is not important to anything that is important. After all, how can God be important if he is left out of the education of our children? By ignoring God all day long in the textbooks and the teaching, the public schools are saying that God is not important. This is certainly not in keeping with the biblical requirement that God be at the centre of education. Parents are to teach God's words diligently to their children when they are walking by the way, or sitting in the house, or when lying down or rising up. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. The idea is that God permeates every aspect of the children's existence. When they get on the government bus to ride to school, the children find that suddenly God is irrelevant. After all, school is a major part of a child's life. He spends most of his waking hours in the school. His father, and often mother too, goes off to work. He goes off to school. He makes friends at school. Most of his social activities probably centre around the school. At school, God is ignored. God must not be important. He is only important on Sunday morning or maybe Wednesday night. God doesn't have anything to do with history, geography, math, art, music or anything else that goes on in the world. This is the big lie. In God-centred education, God is worshipped. He is not only important, he is more important than anyone or anything. He is at the centre of all learning. His word is a light and a lamp. The teacher acknowledges that the entrance of God's word gives understanding. This is the real truth to counter the big lie. Lie number two, man evolved. The government schools teach that man evolved from lower forms of life. This is known as evolution. There is no place for a creator God in the dogma of evolution. The Bible teaches that God created the world out of nothing. Man was created in the image and likeness of God. Evolution is based on the idea of the creativity of chance. Evolution starts with the premise that matter is eternal. The Bible teaches that only God is eternal. Creation is the opposite of evolution. That which evolved cannot be created, and that which is created could not evolve. To evolve means to develop out of nothing, something that already existed. Create means to make out of nothing. The humanists who control the government schools are absolutely opposed to any teaching of creation in the public schools. There is a reason for their vicious opposition to the teaching of creation. If creation is taught, God is right back in the picture. If God created the world, then the world belongs to him. 
God interprets the world. He has a purpose for the world and for man. God becomes the centre of the universe. This is totally unacceptable for the humanists. Creation is basic to God-centred education. Since God created the world, He is sovereign. He is Lord of all. He is Lord over the state, the church and the family. The stamp of God is upon the created universe. There is no truth or understanding apart from Him. Because God created man, man is called by God to have dominion over the earth. The humanist is interested in man having dominion over man rather than subduing the earth to God's glory. Lie number three. Man is his own God. The humanists teach that man is God. This was the sin of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve wanted to be as God, quote, knowing good and evil, unquote. Genesis chapter 3 verse 5. Knowing good and evil means determining good and evil. In other words, Adam and Eve wanted to decide for themselves what is right and what is wrong, who is God, what is true, and so forth. Under humanism, man is the source of law. In any philosophical system, the source of law is the god of the system. In humanism, man is the god of the system. What is right or wrong is decided by man, sometimes by the individual and sometimes by a committee, not by the Bible. For example, the humanists who allow abortion say that a woman has the right, quote, to do what she wants with her own body. Each person does what is right in his own eyes. There is no law originating from God. Man makes his own law. A variation on this is that the majority decides what is right and what is wrong. Take a vote. If the majority decides that cannibalism is morally right, then that becomes the right thing. Usually, humanism degenerates into a totalitarian state, as took place in Nazi Germany under Adolf Hitler, or as is the case today in communist countries. A dictator determines right and wrong. It is all just another form of humanism. The idea that man is God and he determines good and evil. God-centred education realises that God is the source of all law and that law is revealed by God and his word, the Bible. The law of God is faithfully taught in the school. If God says something is right, then it is right. If God says something is evil, then it is evil. The Christian school delights in the law of the Lord. Lie number four. The child is inherently good. This humanist lie is a denial of original sin. The Bible teaches that the sin of Adam is imputed, declared by God, to his descendants. Only Jesus Christ was not descended from Adam by ordinary generation and is without sin. Man's basic problem is his sin. God-centred education is based on the fact that the child has a sinful nature. Sin is dealt with in the child in terms of biblical discipline. Basic to this is instructing the child to repent of sin and to trust in Jesus Christ as his saviour. The humanist denies original sin. For the humanist, man's problem is his environment. Thus, the humanist wants to modify or change man's environment. When Adam was caught in sin, he blamed the woman. When God questioned the woman, she blamed the serpent. 
they were blaming their environment, the environment that God had given to them. Ultimately, they were blaming God. It was all his fault. The humanist looks upon the child as an animal to be conditioned through the manipulation of his environment. Thus, humanist education becomes a conditioning process. Teachers are even called, quote, change agents, unquote. Modification of behaviour to suit humanist goals is important in humanist schools. Because the humanist believes the environment is the problem, he denies individual and personal responsibility. The focus is on legislation to change man's environment. Thus, the use of the coercive power of the state is central in humanism. God-centred education teaches personal responsibility for one's actions. God's grace is central in the Christian school. It is never mentioned in the government schools unless done in secret. Lie number five. Man saves himself. Humanists deny the existence of God. Of course, they do not believe in the Trinity. If there is to be any salvation, it must come from man. Liberal churches teach salvation by man's efforts rather than by the blood of Christ. This is why the liberal churches support public education. Humanism in the church finds an ally in the humanism of the government schools. God-centred education teaches that Jesus Christ is man's only saviour from sin. Salvation is by God's grace. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross as a substitute in the sinner's stead. Through his atonement, man is at peace with God. God is given all the glory in salvation. Line number six. There is no hope for the future. There was a time when humanistic education was positive. Humanists believed in the idea of inevitable progress. They had great hopes for the public school system. Some of them actually said that if everyone were given a free education, this would empty the jails. Horace Mann, called the, quote, founder of the common school, put it this way in 1841, quote, The common school is the greatest discovery ever made by man. Other social organisations are curative and remedial. This is a preventative and an antidote. They They come to heal diseases and wounds. This is to make the physical and moral frame invulnerable to them. Let the common school be expanded to its capabilities. Let it be worked with the efficiency of which it is susceptible. And nine-tenths of the crimes in the penal code would become obsolete. The long catalogue of human ills would be abridged. Men would walk more safely by day. Every pillow would be more inviolable by night. Property, life and character held by a stronger tenure and rational hopes respecting the future brightened, end quote. Well, the jails have never been more crowded. The streets have never been less safe. The lock business has never been better. And public school budgets have never been larger. Today, humanistic education is increasingly negative. The older, confident faith is fading They are like people who are driving cars that have defective steering mechanisms. Their educational programs are producing students who fail, fail in school and fail after graduation. Because humanists deny creation, the fall, God's law and God's grace, they are not able to prepare children for the real world. The real world has meaning and purpose. 
man-centered education produces students with data, facts. These students do not know how to interpret this data correctly. They are without hope and lack confidence in the future. The most common cause of death among young people in America, other than accidents, is suicide. Nancy Reagan is frequently seen on television pleading with young people not to take their own lives. Humanism depresses our young people. It offers only a gloomy outlook on life. Students turn to drugs, alcohol and suicide. Humanism is boring. A popular movie in the summer of 1986 was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It is a story of a high school senior who plays hooky for a day. The scenes of the classrooms in his public high school are hilarious. Teachers drone on and on. They ask the students questions. Silence. Then they answer their own questions. Students are staring blankly, glassy-eyed. One student is asleep with his head on his desk. Message. The message is clear. Public education is boring. Useless. A waste of time. The audiences howled with laughter. The inmates and former inmates recognised their prison. God-centred education has the opposite result. God created the world and man for a purpose. Man is to have dominion over the earth. He is to occupy, take over the earth until Christ returns. Man is to proclaim the gospel to the whole world. History does not go round in cycles. It is moving toward the end. A glorious end in which Christ will come to judge the world. Humanism is not the answer. The Christian cannot in good conscience send his child to a school in which humanism is taught. Many private schools are humanistic. Humanism can be found in schools that call themselves Christian. But the public schools of America, run by the government, are shot through with humanism. Humanism is the new established religion in America. The public schools have become the new established church. The teachers have become the priests and priestesses of this new religion. Summary. The public schools are a battle zone, figuratively and sometimes literally. The war is between two rival views of God. The source of the law of any system is its God. In humanism, that God is man. The Bible teaches that God is God, and he has revealed himself in the Bible. We begin with God and his word, and we end with God and his word. In humanism, we begin with man and his word, and end with man and his word. The big lie of the public schools is that the God of the Bible is irrelevant. The textbooks never mention him. Everyone assumes that children do not need to know anything about God, God's law, and God's word in order to become educated people. This, this is Satan's own lie. The Christian school must offer a better view of education. It must place God at the centre of everything. God's word is the standard, not man's word. Children must not be taught that man can know anything he wants without reference to God. Man can know nothing truly without reference to the God of the Bible. In summary, 1. The Bible teaches that parents must instruct their children in God's commandments. 2. Education must be God-centred. 3. Parents are in charge of education. 4. Government schools are not God-centred. 5. The God of the public schools 
is man. 6. Children are not allowed to pray publicly in these schools. 7. God is excluded on campus. 8. Christians need to read the, quote, classroom menu, end quote. 9. The government schools are based on lies. 10. Lie 1. God is irrelevant. 11. Lie 2. Mankind evolved. 12. Lie 3. Man is his own God. 13. Lie 4. The child is inherently good. 14. Lie 5. Man saves himself. 15. Lie 6. There is no hope for the future. 16. Humanism is not the answer. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.